Why don't you just like segue into it and be like, hey, guys, did you see this thing about Girl Scout cookies? That's what I'm trying to do. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, but you're better at it, Gary. You just I don't know why I just believe it when you say it. All right, Gary, just hit it, Gary. Hit it, Gary. So are the eventual Amazon grocery stores going to have Girl Scouts out front as well selling cookies like Publix does? Welcome back, podcast listeners. It is episode 11, our 13th recorded episode, and it's your boy, No Nonsense Knopf, and we've got Charlie and Gary for not to be technical. What's up, player haters? What's going on, y'all? Haters. (laughs) We know you out there. 13 episodes, dude. Hell yeah. We made it to the unlucky number. Is that a thing? What? It is for some people. I don't know. I mean, is there a certain us. point you reach? Like, I remember you sent me something early on about like, you know, only six percent of podcasts make it past episodes such and such. I don't remember the exact number. It's like ten there, or something like, like that. Um, yeah, novice. That was your stat. Like, you were like really. It's high on still that in stat. my mind. I think it's like fifty um, percent of podcasts don't make it past episode fourteen. Dude, I don't know. Episode, how that's- I thought it was like episode one. Dude, there was there was a, a stat. I think we read that ninety nine percent of podcasts don't make it past the first episode because there's just so <laughs> many that just post a single one. Like, no, I think no, no, I think that's like so. I, I, so maybe we're looking at a few different of these fucking images we see on the internet. But I think it was like eight percent don't make it past episode one. Twelve yeah. percent don't make it past episode two, and then it was like fifty percent don't make it past episode fourteen. Uh. I feel like it's got to be higher than 8% that don't make it past episode one. Like if I was in charge of this podcast, I would never have made it past episode one because I just start shit and I don't finish it. Well, you're not in charge of the podcast, Gary. You're just a very important 33% of the host here. Just a cog in the machine. A very important cog. But welcome back to Not To Be Technical. And we do have a big milestone, actually, with our episodes. Uh, Before we get into it, you know, we are going to go over some tips and tricks for Gmail uh, some things that a lot of people might not know. That'll be our main topic. We'll go over some trending news as well. But we do want to share something pretty big, right, Davis? Oh, yes. We broke 1,000 downloads last week. Hell yeah. And that might not sound like a lot if you don't know kind of like podcasts and like data and numbers and like, you know, math and just anything in life. But 1,000 downloads is actually a lot for an indie podcast. This is something where getting a few hundred downloads in a month is a lot. And getting to 1,000 in actually just under two months of actually publicly pushing the podcast out that's more than we would have thought. It's continuing to grow. The scale is going up. So we appreciate everyone. Thank you for listening. It's continuing to grow. We're super excited about it. It all of the, the feedback's been awesome. So it's a huge milestone for us. So we're super grateful. Um, Gary, I have something to get off my chest before we move on to the next Oh, update. what is it? This sounds pretty serious. Uh, we were really close to a thousand. So I'm not going to lie. I padded the stats a little bit. Oh, not, no. not crazy, but I went on my mom's phone and I downloaded all the episodes. 12 of the episodes. No, she already had some downloaded because your mom like listened to a few of them and she's like, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah, pretty so she much, right? listened to at least yeah. a few. She like, at least clicked them. So like, it wasn't the full 12. Yeah, there was one other person, a colleague at work. Um, I had him download all of them. Okay. However, after that, we got a lot of downloads over the weekend. Those were not 
those were not me. Those were organic through Charlie's marketing on all the different platforms. He's been killing it on that marketing campaign, by the way. I, I, I see those tweets out there. Oh, dude, Twitter's killing it. I, I'm tracking the links of people clicking on it. People click, they listen, dude. They might not they're tell clicking. me, but they're listening. We see the data, baby. We, you're out there. You're listening. No, it's going great. In, in office, I, I think even though you did pad the stats a little bit with your mother and some colleagues or, or a single colleague, rather, you know, that's not a lot. And they're going to listen to it. Now it's downloaded on their phone. It's just good marketing. It's probably better marketing than when you were airdropping the episodes to random people around Fort Lauderdale or wherever else we are. Uh, it was in Costa Rica. I believe. Um, we had a huge conversation about this <laughs> on the episode where I said that you were airdropping in Costa Rica and you very quickly corrected me that you had no internet and you were unable to airdrop oh, the podcast yeah. there and you corrected me. So I made sure to clarify Fort Lauderdale. Look, just look what happened. It's really just the airports. I guess you're right. So it was like in the plane at one point. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're at right. bars, you've done it. You've done it. So, but well, anyways, in any that's event. The- this yes, is I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that uh Nafis has gotten his kind of shady thing that he's done off his chest earlier in the podcast this time around. That's good. I had to. Yeah. yeah. And this keep, is yeah, you know, relatively um, less serious. So a good trend. No nonsense, Nof. He's back. But Gary, I know you have an update for us as well, probably more important than a thousand downloads uh, regarding stuff we've been talking about recently. Yes, yes. So I have been watching the Harry Potter movies for the first time. As you know, I was 20 years behind. And I want you guys to guess how many of the remaining three I got through. As of last week, I was through five. So take a guess, each of you, please. Huh. I think you're, you only have like one more movie left, and it would be like the second half of the seventh book. Right. Number eight, Charlie? Yeah, so... I have the same answer, but I'm just going to answer it just saying I think you have one more movie left uh, rather than one more movie, which is the second half of the (laughs) second. Sorry, I had to think about it. I actually did finish the entire saga and I loved it. Damn it. I was just about to say that. Yeah, but spoiler (laughs) alert. Again, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Harry Potter and intends to do so. But oh my God, the way they took down Voldemort. Oh my God, I was so pumped up watching that. And I'm moving. Wait, Voldemort right. didn't win? Voldemort did not win. I just, I, I mentioned a spoiler alert, Charlie. I'm, you know, I'm uh, sorry. I loved it. I think I'm going to move on to Lord of the Rings next. Hell yeah. I kind of like yeah. lumped those two together, even, even though I'd probably get flamed by like super fans of the series for doing that. But I'm in, I'm in it with the fantasy genre right now. So I'm going to like keep this train going. The not- last time we talked about this, I think we brought up maybe Star Wars. We didn't bring up Star Wars. It was like Star Wars and what's it called? Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, I I usually group those two together. How do you group those two together? And I think Star Wars. I, is you know, I think that's fair. I think they're and, both big franchises, and while they're they're kind of fantasy esque in different ways. Like I could see how they're grouped together, but I don't think we talked about evil it. Saga. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. all kind of the same in that regard, I guess. Yeah. But. But Gary, I'm glad that you're on the fantasy train now, baby. There, there's some good movies out there. You're seeing the quality. I mean, you're you're loving Dumbledore, Voldemort. You're gonna get into Lord of the Rings. It's gonna be yeah. great. Yeah, I think I think Game of Thrones kind of turned me off to it for a while because the ending was so shitty, and I was just like, I'm not doing fantasy anymore. But yeah, I like the genre. Honestly, I'm in it. That's a fair point. I can no. see that. That that still makes me so mad to this day. Like when I see the Game of Thrones actors in like other stuff, it just makes me think of Game of Thrones and I get bummed out by it. It'll never not bother me. Yeah. I think- Have you watched Last Kingdom? No. What is that? Oh, dude, you should add that to your list. The, I won't get into it now, but yeah, the, the Last Kingdom on Netflix is actually a good recommendation uh, of a fantasy esque <laughs> show to watch uh, featuring Uhtred, son of Uhtred. 
Uh, I would highly recommend the show to anyone who likes the fantasy. Is that a character or a person's real name? It is both. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. It's all my, you sold me. You sold me. (laughs) But novice, novice. So how the hell are you, dude? You know, Charlie, I am high on life these days oh yeah um so in the last episode i talked about you know having to work out and like i haven't done legs um in like really months so i finally did legs i did it yes guys congratulations wow thank you the crowd Um, goes wild it was incredibly low weight but you know i got i got the juice out of the squeeze um the testosterone (laughs) is running high i'm feeling good (laughs) I'm sure it's tell. bleeding through. It's bleeding tell. through. <laughs> it's bleeding through. Um, but that's not the only thing that's making me feel good this week. Um, oh, yeah? I, I'm already cheesing before I'm saying this. Uh, I just feel like I'm just cheesing like an idiot all week. But, Charlie, um, I think I have a crush. Oh. Uh, I think this is the first crush baby. I've had in a while. All yeah. Right. All right. And I, I just feel like dazed and happy and confused all day. Is this just a crush or is this a mutual thing? This is a crush both ways, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm also hoping. Did you <laughs> did you meet did you meet this person? I have so many questions I need to ask you. Did you meet this person on a dating app? Is that for, oh is she vaccinated? Is she vaccinated? As, how does that even oh, work shit, on the, that's honestly how does that even work on the dating apps? That. Is there a filter you can do for vaccinated, unvaccinated? I, I can jump in and speak there. Did you meet her on a dating app then, Office? Uh, no. Okay. And I'm unaware. Oh, uh, that's vaccinated. too bad. Oh, that's that's important information. Well, Gary, to answer your question with the dating that. apps, you can put if you're vaccinated in the dating apps. Some of them let you filter out by it. Hinge and Bumble, I believe, both say like vaccinated, like on the profiles. If you select to share that or not. And I think Tinder does that too, from what I know. Interesting. I wonder if you can only filter by like vaccinated and filter out the unvaccinated or if there's people who are like anti-vax that are filtering out vaccinated people. I feel like you should be able to do that, uh, but it's like visible on the profile. Yeah, yeah. it's like it'll say vaccinated. I don't think it will say unvaccinated or maybe it will. I don't know. It might, but I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sure, but yeah. my cousin was looking at my profile the other day and it has all these other things on it. Like if you drink or if you smoke yeah. or if you smoke weed or if you're vaccinated, they're all bundled together, which is hilarious to me. And they're all like these little icons that say yes or no, or yeah. maybe or whatever. <laughs> yes and my cousin's all. like, you know, you don't need to show all of these things on your profile. Right. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought that originally. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to put like the right answers for it. Why not be transparent? You know, there's like an optional drop down for like, like heroin and mushrooms. And oh, like, yeah. 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 So the office has those all checked as yes. Uh, of course. Yeah, things yeah. have been going well for him. <laughs> things are working out. Feeling great. But that's well, great, think- though. That's great. Is there any more light you can shed on that for us? Any more details? Um. Maybe offline, Gary. Oh, you're leaving me hanging right now. I am leaving you hanging. You're leaving the pod, the podcast listeners hanging. Maybe we'll have to wait till things get a little more serious, you know? Yeah, to be continued. Wow. Well, look at this <laughs> podcast drama. These love <laughs> interests coming up. This is this is beautiful. We'll keep everyone updated here. Harry Potter, novice's love interest, but we also have some trending tech to share as well. Uh, novice, do you want to get started there, or do you want to continue talking about this topic that's making you very uncomfortable? Uh, no, let's go on. So <laughs> last week we discussed OnlyFans, and we discussed OnlyFans TV, this new platform to um, essentially allow 
content creators uh, to produce safe for work content that should hopefully drive them to you know their main profiles on OnlyFans. Very shortly after we released the episode, OnlyFans released some new information. Um, so only they sure did not like new information is like one way to put it. I would say they just changed the whole business and crushed the <laughs> hopes and dreams of many people out there that enjoy uh, making revenue off of OnlyFans as well as uh, enjoying OnlyFans. But but yeah, this is the second week in a row this has happened where we had a big topic. We discuss it. Then the same day we post the episode, there's a huge change to that platform. First one was Reddit. They got a lot of funding the same day that we shared our, our Reddit episode. Now OnlyFans, we shared kind of what looked to be the first step of them moving away from the adult or, or sexualized content on there, uh, which there still is going to be like nudity and things on OnlyFans, but it just can't be explicit content. That is now no longer going to be allowed. It's a good thing Nafis didn't quit his job to sell nudes on OnlyFans. Although I guess you can still sell nudes. So maybe you're good to go. On Patreon. Oh Patreon. Okay, there you go. Well and we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll drop the link in the in the in the description, right? We might send some samples out. <laughs> just request. Samples by request. Yeah, the requests are coming in very quickly, I'm sure. Everyone's looking We're for flooded them. with the requests. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Maybe from a crush you have. What? All right, we'll move on to the next topic, Office. <laughs> so one of the things that so Amazon continues to be doing a lot of different things now, right? They're they're kind of expanding their business. Space has been the big thing for them right now. One of the things that they're they've been expanding for a while. They started in the grocery space. You know, they're continuing to to expand their logistics by partnering. Of course, they bought Whole Foods. They partner with Kohl's. They're they're doing a lot of different things. But now they're moving into brick and mortar, where they're essentially going to have department stores, a la Target, Walmart, maybe a little bit smaller. That's just selling their own products, their own prime products, right there in a store. People can go in there. I'm sure it'll also help with deliveries in the area as well. They can just pull stuff off of there. Uh, and one of the main things they actually want to focus on is apparel. Uh, they're going to have apparel. Uh, you know, that's one of the growing areas in Amazon that people like. There's a service called like Prime Wardrobe where you can try clothes on. If it fits and you like it, you keep it. If not, it's just free to send it back and you don't pay until you confirm that you like it. So they're really looking to kind of take a little bit out of department stores with all of their resources, all the money that they have. I, I think they're trying to maybe expand into that area where online shopping has grown. As people start to maybe go out shopping a little bit more, they're looking to kind of get this inventory of commercial space now and utilize it. But do you guys think like you would actually even go to like an Amazon store? Like do you, like that concept to you, like is it something that's even appealing uh, or would it, you just stick online? There's two things that come to mind. One, it's just so interesting how like this um, more like direct to consumer online brand um, is going from being a direct to consumer online brand to actually being a brick and mortar store. And like my initial thought is kind of like, yeah, like that sounds like a good idea. When I buy clothes, I you know I I struggle a lot with buying clothes. Uh, if anyone knows where you can find a 28 by 28 for pants hit me up i am dying to find out but also has enough leg room for quads like i'm really struggling there children's gap yeah children's gap is not helping me out here uh those kids do not you really squat. need extra leg room for the quads what was that you really need that extra leg room for the quads dude i do honestly the the abc lululemons go a long way i really have like just i need to get a pair of those you guys keep recommending them 
Oh, dude, they're yeah. so good. I, I was, so good. You gotta go. You, you won't look back. But then at the same time, when I think about like, why would I go? Like, I don't think I would order typically clothes from Amazon because the clothes I order from Amazon are not usually like things I'm looking for, like the highest quality or like the greatest thing or name brand. I'm really just trying to get something like typically quickly. That's changing though. Amazon has now become the largest seller of clothing in the US. So they just passed Walmart. Uh, I think they get 41 billion in apparel sales uh, per year from the stat that I read. I also don't go to Amazon first when I'm thinking of clothing. But what I have done in my own personal shopping now is, let's say I'm looking at a particular brand for shoes, for example. So one I use for working out is Noble. Noble, they have their own website. You order from there. They're kind of popular uh, within that community, but they also are on Amazon. So in, you know, Amazon's free prime shipping, very easy returns. If it's the same price on Amazon as it is on a, another site, I'm going to go through Amazon. No, definitely. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think yeah, a lot no, more people I, I are actually, doing that. I did the same thing this weekend yeah. where I was quite literally looking at the same shoe model on Amazon. And then I didn't, I didn't find it in this circumstance uh, and didn't go through them. But if I did, I I would have quite literally got it just because I knew I would have gotten a couple days. So, these, so no, that's a fair point. So these Amazon locations would basically just be like big, like clothing department stores then. I mean, I feel like that's mostly what this would be for. So people could like try on clothes. Is there anything else that you guys could think of? I mean, I feel like that's mainly what it's going to end up being. I think it's also going to be another way uh, for them to expand their continuing growth and collecting data on users. So Amazon, obviously being the biggest e-commerce there is, they have so much data on shopping decisions. You know, everyone goes and they, and they buy ads on Amazon to promote their products. If they're so, they already have Whole Foods under their belt too. You know, of course that's grocery based, but you know they have data in that space. So now they're going to be able to get data on users in person as they're shopping, the decisions they're making. At Whole Foods already, you share your Amazon Whole Foods Prime card, whatever it is, or your your membership ID. And that's how they get all their data on how you shop at Whole Foods. Same thing's going to happen here. It's probably even going to be more integrated. It might even be wireless. A lot of their Amazon branded grocery stores already, you just walk out with the items you have in your cart and it knows that it's you already just because of you know a chip in yeah. your phone or whatever. They, you're done. They're like camera yeah. in the store. So, they have maps of like where things yeah. are like hot. And this is crazy. Looking at. It makes me so yeah, uncomfortable. It's crazy, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. They're going to get a lot of data from this. So there's a few things why this goes in Amazon's benefit. And it can be scary as well if you think about it from that lens. The data, they're going to get a lot of data. They also want to, you know, continue building their monopoly and get into the department store space. If they're going to find these spaces, take the opportunity, buy up. You know, like what Sears and Kmart's are closing like crazy if they're not already closed. Maybe there's some empty ones there. They just buy a bunch of those bad boys, set up shop. They're good to go. I mean, it, it, all, I'm, all I'm thinking about is I bought these like off brand like uh, workout shirts <laughs> from Amazon. And every time I wear them, Charlie makes fun of me. <laughs> yeah, they're called it's B-A-L-E-A-F, Belief. It's just, uh, <laughs> and Charlie usually pronounce it like pronounces it bay like it's bay leaf, and I'm like, <laughs> it's belief, it. Charlie. It's belief. it's belief in me. So yeah, I'm just picturing a future like a hundred years out where there's literally you just go to the mall and it's like Amazon clothing, Amazon fragrances, like Amazon jewelry, like everything is just some form of Amazon, and it's just like 
taken over every business that we have. Except you're not going to go to a mall. You're just going to put a VR headset on and then uh, try. Oh, that'll be cool. There's some AR oh, glasses, right? Yeah, some AR glasses. That would be oh, really yeah, helpful you know. if you go to the There's Amazon. There's a lot of demand for it these uh, days. Yeah, guys. the Amazon site. Yeah, there's a lot of demand so, for it. But it sounds like, yes, it will just be basically closed, right, at these stores? Or is it just going to be like a mishmash of everything? They are calling it department stores and that they say that they want to focus on selling clothing, household items, and electronics. So to me, that sounds like okay. your typical department store. Remains to be seen. None of these have really these opened up yet. Full circle, baby. That's, Let's go. Yeah. I mean, even if they like collect all my data, I'm not going to lie. Like if it's cheaper there, I'll probably go there. So it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of with you, Gary. It can get scary. I, I agree. You know, I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, if I'm buying something and it's cheaper at Amazon and I get it in two days, you know, that's why they've grown so much. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm a cog in their machine, baby. Me too. So are the eventual Amazon grocery stores going to have Girl Scouts out front as well selling cookies like Publix does? Oh, they're definitely going to have to. They're going to have all of the things that we see at the other stores. They're going to have the people. Um, what, are, what are the people that around the holidays, they wear the Santa costumes. They shake oh. it. Uh, oh, yeah. Santa Claus? Uh, San- no, yes, San- yes, Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. That's not the, the name. Who I ring the bells? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the the like charitable organization. You know what I'm talking about? Like they, they ring the bell. They want your money. Um, yeah, like Red Cross. Maybe. Yeah, not Santa Claus. Like <laughs> Santa Claus, like, hey, times have hit hard. Do, do you believe help. in Santa, by the way? I can tell you this. I just remember being a, a young lad, and um, everyone believed in Santa when I was a child. Uh, but my parents uh, are Muslims, and they're like, yo, you ain't believing in this shit. So I just had to keep my <laughs> mouth shut while all these kids are getting so excited about Santa Claus. And I'm just like, my parents told me it's not real. <laughs> Oh, dude! My parents said this ain't real. So you're you're much nicer than I was. So my parents, uh, for no religious reason whatsoever, uh, told me very early on that uh, Santa is not real. I think I asked a question. They just didn't lie to me. <laughs> they just they told me like, <laughs> this might have been like maybe kindergarten, something like that, right? First grade. I don't know. So I walk into the cafeteria. It's lunchtime. You know. I'm like, hey, guys, Santa's not even real. Oh, you got flamed for that. Oh, I sure did. I think my parents got called. Like, I don't know why. I mean, it's like, come on, come on guys. Like, yeah, I think, like, do a favor. They ripped the yeah. Band-Aid off soon. Yeah, I ripped the Band-Aid off. But I was that kid. I was the kid that's like, hey, like, I heard Santa's not real. And you're like, what? No. I'm like, yeah, my parents told me Santa's not real. He's just not real. It's just well, that's a, that's even it. worse <laughs> for you because you went to a Catholic school, right? I did, yeah. That's honestly hilarious. I love. It's that. even better to go into a Catholic school and just tell a bunch of little kids Santa's not real. Well, I mean, Santa's not in the Bible, dude. I know, but I'm just, I feel like the Book of Santa Claus. Yeah, but you know, all those kids celebrate Christmas. Like, there's not, there's not going to be like an apathetic Muslim in there, or, or you know, Jewish kid or something. Yeah, yeah, there's not. But you know what? I do believe. I do believe that there actually is a Girl Scout cookie, a brand new one coming out that will be outside of eventual. Oh, really? Yeah, Amazon department stores, grocery stores, Whole Foods, Publix, whatever you say. So I think it's like one of the first times they've introduced a new one. When is Girl Scout cookie season? Is that soon? It's got to be soon. I, I don't. I know. think it, it passed though. I oh, know. I don't know, I man. Say I don't, this because I don't go shopping. My, I don't know. One of my neighbors like was really like advertising yeah. about. 
their daughter like selling Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, novice, what's one of the biggest traits you look for uh, in a young, respectable lady uh, when you're, you know, something you'd want her to have? Maybe she's humorous, pretty, but like, what's something else you'd like to hear, like that she has? Um, healthy, preferably. Um, <laughs> come through. Or what is it? Well, come what through. What? <laughs> what? Well, come through, I like ladies. healthy. That's not what I would have expected as a first healthy. thing you say. So definitely <laughs> I healthy. also want a healthy gal. <laughs> stay home if you're sick. Come through if you're thick. Oh, stay home if you're sick. That's why you took off that vaccinated box, baby. That's right. Well, you know, that was a great segue to the name of the Girl Scout cookie. You want someone that's adventureful. And that's what the Girl Scouts of America have named their new cookie. Adventurefuls. Get ready to taste the adventure, baby. Cookie-loving consumers are going to love this big taste of deliciousness and adventure with the new Adventurefuls, they say. Wow, very nice. How much is Girl Scouts of America paying you for that spot right How there? How much are they paying us? I don't know, but this is a great – I'm just I'm just letting all the advertisers what... out there that yeah, we I can want... promote the shit out of anything. Yes. Okay, first of all, give us free cookies. And second of all, do you know what flavor these cookies are? Because – Unlike Thin Mints, it's yeah, not really explained with the really name. Oh, Gary, I'm so glad you asked because I actually memorized what <laughs> these cookies are like, the Adventurefuls from the Girl Scouts of America. Um, and the way that I would personally describe it after tasting it is an indulgent brownie-inspired cookie with caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. Uh, they take cookie lovers on a delicious taste <laughs> adventure, just like Girl Scouts when they go on their own amazing adventures good, actually. all year yeah. long. Um, you know, and, and they Did also, you repeat that for me? I missed. I, I'm not really sure what I would compare that to, like a brownie with caramel and sea salt on top. I, well, you know what? Adventure or the Girl Scouts across the United States will offer adventureful cookies next cookie season, alongside favorites like Thin Mints and Samoas forward slash caramel delights. Uh, and that so that last sentence was the only part that I did not think of myself, but it brought up a good point in the debate that I have. Which I don't think we'll have different opinions here, but yeah. um, across the country, Samoas and Caramel Delights. So these are two of the most popular uh, Girl Scout cookie variations, but they're the same. It's just that they have different manufacturers different names, in really. different regions. So one of them calls them Samoas and one of them calls them Caramel Delights. I've and never heard of Caramel right? Delights. the same exact I think region. we're in the yeah, Samoa can- region, right? We are in the Samoa Samoa region. region. South Florida is the Samoa region. (laughs) Deep Um, Samoa region. Yeah, the deep Samoa region. uh, But Caramel Delights, like a lot of the country, that's what they call them. That's what they know them by. So I remember at one of my last jobs, like this came up, like this debate, are they Samoas? Are they Caramel Delights? I'm like, what the hell is a Caramel Delight? I've never heard of that. But make no mistake, Adventurefuls are not going to have two names. By the way, I I was going to say that... um, (laughs) Girl Scout cookies are overrated, but honestly, Adventureful sounds. I don't know about that. Sounds up my alley. Well, that's that's a hot take. I feel like they're properly rated. It is a hot take. They they are very good. I I don't like the method that you have to get them. uh, To be honest, I think it's it's kind of like I get why they do it, and it's worked really well for them. It's excellent marketing. They don't have to pay to like get these shipped out anywhere. They just have all the kids um, and the parents do it. It's it's brilliant. Beautiful business model. (laughs) Uh, but it's annoying for me. I just I want to go on Amazon.com and order the goddamn cookies and just have them come to my house. Like that's what I would like. I'm sorry, little girl. There's not supposed to be any soliciting out front of this establishment. By the way, in case it wasn't apparent to everybody already, 
Charlie asked me to get a, a, a Girl Scout cookie segue in there. So I did it very gracefully. I just wanted everyone to know that. Hey, why are you re- behind the scenes um, look? Why right are there. you revealing uh, my <laughs> secrets here? Um, well, I didn't was, realize how excited you were going to get about Girl Scout cookies. It's like I, honestly, I didn't either. To be fair, I had no plans of. I mean, it uh, does sound good. You. Like I'd like to try it. I'm glad you brought it up. But I, well, you know what? We'll get a box up. of Adventurefuls. We'll share them together. Maybe we'll make s'mores. I would love that. You know what? What if like you? I would throw one of these bad boys in the middle of a s'more. I don't care. Put an Adventureful right there. Might be good. Warmed I, I up. So. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I would be I, i'm i'm game for you that. need like a, a marshmallow as well right like it's, it's oh yeah, just yeah replacing yeah. the chocolate okay yeah. yeah yeah that would work there we go make it a date baby or not whatever screw you guys <laughs> <laughs> no let me oh, let I, me pull up my calendar so yeah we can make a date out of it. oh guys by the way um i did reach out uh to this anonymous crush and i found out they are vaccinated in case oh, you guys good news. Still also pfizer gang yeah pfizer gang or what oh shit Hold on, I'll I'll have to find out. All right. Well, I think that's very relevant because this week uh, Pfizer was the first vaccine I think to get FDA approval, uh, which I I guess people were waiting for uh, in order to get vaccinated. Uh, so that's that's a good thing, you know. If that's genuinely the case, a lot FDA when they do approve things, you know, it absolutely is something I guess adds some legitimacy in terms of an organization. Uh, there's a lot of things that aren't FDA approved that people use a lot of, such as like baby formula and things of that nature. But you know what? That's neither here or there. Pfizer vaccine, very good. It is approved. It is I, out there. Yeah, I think the bigger thing with this is, and I know this because of my wife's work doing it, is that now they're they're like requiring, a lot of workplaces are requiring their employees to get vaccinated. And I guess, you know, they were holding off until this FDA approval because they were fearful of like law, yeah. lawsuits or whatever. So that sort of answered the question I was about to have out there, which I was like, if you were waiting for like, I was like, I don't think anyone was actually waiting for this to be FDA approved. It's either you kind of believed in the that was That was what a lot of people uh, would say, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah organization, I, there are some people actually, though. It's but not a lot. Um, if you're one of those people, please reach out to us on uh, social at not to be technical on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> would we? <laughs> I'm we just I'm kidding. I'm exist. totally kidding. That's so, totally yeah. valid. But anyway, you, you were it. saying something else in office, or that answered your question. I don't know the, all the they legality like behind well, this, but that's just I mean, I just well, know firsthand now like employers are starting to require it. Well, yeah, I, I think a lot of employers were starting to mandate this even before this became official, even though it was still in the pipeline. But you know what's really gonna confuse the shit out of a lot of people in America here, and maybe elsewhere, but mostly America. So now that it's gained full approval, Pfizer is officially able to market the vaccine by its real name. Before it was just like the scientific name. Like everyone would just call it Pfizer because that was the company. It was like M something. I don't remember what it was. Um, now the actual name of it is Comirnaty. What? <laughs> I, I, I definitely did. Oh, butcher. nice. Nailed it. Sitting on this Com- marketing Com- name. Can you use it in a so sentence? Carmodity. Uh, which is camaraderie? No, no, not quite, Gary. It's C O M. C O M. C O M. I R N A T Y. Wow, you're right. That is hard to pronounce. Yeah, give it, give it a whirl. It's there, pronounced. Gary. No, I, I, I found a, a link on NPR that says it's pronounced Komirnati. It's it like spells it out phonetically. Illuminati. <laughs> oh, oh god that's not gonna that's, you're gonna help some people like 
connect some dots on that that shouldn't be connected. It's actually super, uh, super insightful name, super intelligent name, very creative, because it's a combination of four words, community, immunity, mRNA, and COVID. (laughs) Wait, is that for real? Yes. Yeah, that is uh, for real. Is, uh, what, part is the, what part is the natty? Immunity, perhaps, or community? Oh, Both? Oh, wait. M, you know what? This, I, I, is, this is a really bad name. I don't There's a boardroom full of people that were like, yes, this is the name. This is... <laughs> I want to so, hear the other ones that they had it like that they had it like narrowed down to. You know? I'm, oh my I'm god. I would love to be in that boardroom that's like, all right, yeah, we're gonna go with uh Comernati. Yeah, that's Comernati. the word. Yeah, Illuminati. What would you guys name it? If you could just have like with like nothing behind it, like you just had to name the vaccine, what would you name it? Jabby Boys. Jabby Boys ain't bad. Honestly, I like Jabby Boys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking. Yes. Shoddy McShot face. Now I'm still drawing um, a blank no. over there. Uh, I am still drawing a blank. Um, He's good with Comirnaty, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm staying with Comirnaty. <laughs> Here's another thing. There's another um, article from Washington Post talking about how it's getting like roasted on Twitter. The name of this. Well, you know what might get roasted once it gets full approval in the UK? Moderna, baby. Moderna, they got a name. They're boardroom executives. They, they went ahead and they came up with the name Spike Vax. I like that. That's actually way cooler than Comer. It is. So much, yeah. Have you been Spike Vaxed? But it does make it sound kind of like dangerous a little bit. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes me think that like COVID is spiking. Oh. Hearing that, but whatever. It's it makes me think that they're out. about to spike something in my arm, baby. And it's a vaccine. Well, these are beautiful names. I think Adventureful is probably the best name that's been come up with by an important organization um, this past week. What would you guys say? <laughs> if we had to rank um, these three names, Adventurefuls, Comernati or Spike Vax? Where, where, where do you rank them? Spike Vax definitely takes the cake for me. Adventurefuls, I am glad that they are like a brownie based sweet. But I wish they kind of like, you know, I wish it, you know, honestly, I might be into this whole Caramel Delights naming convention. You know, maybe it could be like Brownie Delight. Uh, you know, that, that would be lame. I, very I like how it's Yeah, Ooh. no, I, I like the name Samoa. You're saying that you like. Caramel Delight better than the name Samoa. Oh, it's got to be Samoa, dude. Samoa is the, the right name. Yeah, you're like, crazy. Like, Maybe it could be like Caramel Coconut Delight. <laughs> why are you adding coconut <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, be sold then. This, I don't know why you just reminded me of this. You just reminded me of this iced drink that I used to get at Dunkin' that was like, I think it was a limited time thing, but it was very descriptive. It, it was the iced Dunkin' Dark Roast Jamocha Almond Fudge something. That was mocha, baby. Jamocha, yeah. Java and mocha. Gary, I'm, I think I'm disappointed in you in the first time. Uh, and it's because you went to Dunkin' Donuts. I, I uh, usually try to avoid it. But I got to be honest. When it comes to like iced coffee, and I usually don't drink iced, I like Dunkin' Donuts over Starbucks or elsewhere. So I think Dunkin' Donuts is gross. What do you yeah. like? Um... I mean, they have good donuts too. I like like how overly sweet they are. I honestly are. prefer to make my own coffee. Iced coffee. I don't drink a lot of iced coffee, honestly. Um, Me neither. I've recently done so, just calling following suit with Charlie when he gets like a nitro brew, um, specifically from Starbucks. But that's only been the last couple times. I'm usually more of a hot coffee kind of guy. I'm also a hot coffee kind of guy usually. But you know what, Gary? 
I will agree with you. Dunkin' Donuts iced coffees are better than their hot coffees, like tenfold. They do have a lot of flavors. They're bigger. They're cheaper. You know, and I don't mind getting a little a little croissant uh, from Dunkin' Donuts once in a while with the egg and cheese on there. I mean, one of those little breakfast wraps. You know, wake it's up. It's been wrap. like a year and a year and a half since I bought it. For two. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I won't talk shit about the food they actually have. Yeah. Uh, I can't really stand by whether it's good or not, but I don't like their coffee. Their donuts are ice. Whatever. I, I don't like, like their I, hot coffee. Like for some reason, though, when it's when it comes to ice, like I'll get it with because normally I drink coffee totally black. But when it's iced, I need cream and sugar in it. I don't know why their regular hot coffee tastes just watered down to me. So I'm with you on that one. I, off. But in general, you sound remember, like kind of a snob. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I am being a snob there, uh, but there is a better side to this. I know. Um, so T-Mobile has this app called T-Mobile Tuesdays, and they'll give like free stuff out on Tuesday. Um, and a lot of times it would be Dunkin' Donuts free coffee. And I would just screenshot that and send it over to my friend who loves Dunkin' Donuts. So I am a snob when it comes to that kind of coffee, but I at least share. That is wow, very nice of you. It's so admirable of you. You know, this reminds me of... Um, a story Doff has told me, which just shows what a good person he is in the world. And hopefully his crush is listening to this to really uh, understand just the type of person Nafis is. When oh, Nafis wow. goes to McDonald's drive throughs uh, his sister likes to get kids' meals. Uh, you know, just like she's maybe not that hungry, wants a kid's meal. And Nafis very proudly tells the McDonald's employee, please hold on the toy. I don't need the toy with the Happy Meal. He's saving. He's saving the environment by not taking the toy. He tells me, (laughs) and and don't forget this. We have to swap out the um, the apple slices for fries. Yeah. Oh wait, fries aren't default anymore for kids. No, no. So they give you fries and they give you apple slices, but we essentially double. Oh, Oh, you can double up on fries. Oh wow! I mean, a a lot's changed since I've gotten Happy Meals, but I sure as hell never uh, declined a toy. And I wouldn't now. When you said he's saving something, I thought you were going to say he's just saving the toy for the next kid in line, like in case they run out. Like, I don't feel like you're saving the environment there. Nor do I. They're going to keep making those McDonald's toys, baby. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry if this was not something you expected me to share on the air here. <laughs> oh, no, that's totally fine. Before we dive into the next uh, part of our uh, you know episode where we actually discuss Gmail tips and tricks, Gary, did you actually get back into your Gmail account on your MacBook? I remember you were having issues with that. I did. I did. I have a really long convoluted password that I don't even remember for security purposes, and I finally bit the bullet and reset it to one that I can remember. So I, Very I now have but access. You have another follow-up question. Yes. Uh, now that you've been able to get access, have you set up a password manager on your computer? I still have not set up a password manager. Do you know any podcasts that have informed their listeners about podcast managers and how to use them? Yeah, I think uh, this one actually. Oh, that's right. I don't remember the episode number. Maybe number uh, okay. three. I think you mean uh, password managers. What's that? Isn't that what he said? He's. I think he said podcast managers. I, th- I can, thought I said password. We can play that back. I'm pretty sure he said password managers. I, I mean, I am essentially a podcast manager too, but I guess, yeah, password <laughs> manager is fine. But <laughs> That's how they pick you up at the airport. Podcast <laughs> manager sign. <laughs> that is true. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Nafis, uh, that's... That's great. Gary's back at his Gmail. And our main topic today is some things that you might not know that you can do in Gmail. Uh, some features I learned a lot too as kind of like I was uh, you know working with Nafis to kind of get some of this list together. 
so we're just going to dive right into it. Some things that you might not know you can do in Gmail. First two actually have to do with sending emails. So this is something where uh, I, I know if, if you use Outlook for work, you can recall an email. If you send an email and you need to unsend it, hopefully you do it in time before the whole company reads it. Uh, but you have to do that. It's it's very convoluted. You have to go to like the file section, things like that. Gmail has a much easier solution for undo send. So if you send an email and you're like, shit, I didn't want to send that, or I didn't mean to send it, or you see a typo at the last second as you hit send it, it happens. You'll have a very brief moment. By default, it's five seconds to unsend that email. It'll be on the bottom left of your screen if you're on a computer. I think there's a prompt on mobile as well and you click undo send. The same confirmation box that says email sent. Now, five seconds isn't a lot of time. Uh, so that may be tough for you. If this is a situation you envision yourself being in, you may want to change it by going to the main inbox in Gmail, going on the top uh, right-hand corner to the settings menu, and you can go and actually find a setting there uh, for undo send, and you can change it from five seconds, which is the default, up to 30 seconds. I think it goes 5, 10, 20, 30. So you can set those intervals there. You have a little bit more time to kind of take back maybe that email you're sending very late at night to uh, your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, and you're like, you know what? This is not a good idea. All right, uh, Sounds like you do that often, huh? Uh, no, um, no. I did, I did actually have a coworker one time. Who, it wasn't on Gmail. It was on Outlook, obviously, because we were on our work computers. But he sent um, an email that was meant to be internal, basically saying that like this client's work was super fucked up and shitty and accidentally had the client copied on it and literally and click send and he beautiful he clicked send and rather than recall it he literally his first instinct was to flip that little switch that basically turns your internet off i don't even know what oh, it's no. called <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like on the side of the laptop oh there are yeah that's yeah. oh my god some computers have that that's fucking dumb yeah so that's what your well, coworker did and it saved my coworker in this instance so yeah did it actually work? It did work. Yeah, the email didn't go through. Um, wow, what a way to undo a send or just stop a send in motion. <laughs> That's honestly genius. Um, I've had one instance where I had this happen, uh, where I sent an email out. One, it was to my boss as well as um, some external vendors we were working with. Thankfully, Charlie was beside me and I was freaking out. And I was like, how do I recall this message? Um, so with Outlook, you're still able to recall it. But... Uh, my boss still opened it and received the email and then printed it out and uh, taped it to his wall. Uh, <laughs> subsequently. Yes. I wonder if Outlook has a similar setting to Gmail. Not that I know of. I, I haven't seen something that on like there probably is like some plugin or something you can enable to do that. But it, I don't I don't know if it's it's easy as Gmail. But the other thing that Outlook has this and Gmail also has this. I think a lot of people don't know about that has to do with sending is scheduling a send. So to the right of the send button on Gmail, there's a little arrow if you're on desktop or laptop. And it, it, you click on that and you can actually schedule when the email will go out. So let's say you're working kind of late at night. You know, maybe you you have an email, but you don't want to, you just don't want it to be sent out like maybe at 1 a.m. or something. You want to send it out 6 a.m. fresh in the top of the inbox Monday morning. You already know what it is. You can go ahead and do that. Schedule that bad boy for whenever you want. So something a lot of people might not click that little arrow, but you can undo a send. You can schedule a send. Uh, and you can also, Nafis, I, I think one of the things that you wanted to go over uh, in terms of like the inbox overall, some of the aesthetics of it, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So one of the, like, I, 
I feel like uh, if anyone's ever heard me talk trash about Gmail, I'm going to eat a ton of my fucking words today uh, because prepping for this podcast taught me a lot about Gmail that I didn't, I honestly just did not realize was available. Um, so the first thing is going to be aesthetics. This one I am aware of. I've been using it for a while. It is dark mode. Um, I just have to throw that plug in there. I've actually learned as of today, I'm quite aggressive uh, by telling people to use dark mode. I tend to call them losers. Uh, but if they don't use dark mode to clarify. Exactly. Yes, so, uh, yes, I agree. Cosigned. Charlie. Particularly, um, there's two members of our team that I have actually uh, given pressure to in this same day. One reports directly to you. Uh, I tried to have her change uh, from light mode to dark mode. She was immediately upset and then walked her back. Uh, That is probably the only person I've ever walked this back for. Uh, Then it was another colleague of ours that just recently joined our team. He told me that he felt pressure. Uh, and then felt uh, that I was being quite aggressive, especially when I made fun of him about his Instagram being in the standard light mode. Uh, and I then uh, doubled down well and called him a loser and said that if he doesn't switch to dark mode, uh, the pressure will continue. I think he uh, acquiesced to my demands. Please use dark mode. It's better for your eyes. And by the way, I will be talking with her regarding the use of dark mode. <laughs> that is uh, unacceptable. That was totally good. kidding. Very good. <laughs> But really, honestly, it is better for your eyes. Um, that's the main reason why I push it. But it also just looks cool. It just is what it is. Uh, now, the other thing, um, aesthetically wise, uh, but this is also sort of like a categorical reason too. So some people may disagree with me. I think, Charlie, you do. I'm not a big fan of the way um, Gmail has its like default categories where you've kind of got your main inbox and then you've got promotions and then social. Yeah. I don't like that. I've disabled that. So you can go into the settings area. I didn't know you could disable that. Oh, I have to do yeah. that. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, that I'm, I'm with you on that enough. I like having everything as a feed and being able to know what's coming in, what's coming out, what I don't like so I can unsubscribe. So that's a big thing for me. Now, this is brand new as of like the last couple of days. I didn't realize there's a, a reading pane option in uh, Gmail. So what that means is you can sort of have like the way it'll pull up in Gmail is it'll have a narrow window for you to see the titles of your emails and maybe some descriptions for it. And then most of the real estate on your screen is then reserved for the email that is currently selected. Uh, that's yeah, how- in Office, this, and this is exactly how Outlook looks by default, right? Exactly. Where, yeah, on the left-hand side, when you have the Outlook application open, you'll have your folders, how you organize everything. Kind of the middle sliver is just like when Office said, like the subject line, who the email's from, the date, start of the email. And then on the right-hand side, usually, if that's how you set it up, you'll see the bulk of the email. So I didn't realize that was really new. Um, I, I, I haven't enabled it yet in Gmail, but I do like the reading pane. And like, I actually, in Gmail, one of the few frustrations I have with Gmail, because I do enjoy Gmail a lot, when I have multiple emails that I need to look through for something, that I, I have to like go back in the browser, open multiple tabs, or go back to search. So the reading pane is perfect for that. You can keep all, like, let's say you search for like all your emails from a particular website. And you're looking through them like, I'm trying to find this one order I had. I can't find it. So instead of having to go back each time, you have the reading pane and you can go ahead and just look through and then see it then click on the next one, just like Outlook. So that's a really good update. I didn't realize it was super new. I haven't enabled it yet, like I said, but I'm definitely going to. Yeah, I I enabled it immediately. And I was just like, wow, this is starting to quite literally look like Outlook. So 
Um, I may have not prefaced it. Um, similar to Charlie, I'm a big fan of using Outlook um, as far as like my main email um, just client. So uh, on that note, um, you can also add Gmail to different clients. And when I say the word client, it's really a program that allows you to manage different emails. So um, if you have an iPhone, the standard email client using in parentheses is going to be the mail app. So you can add all kinds of different emails to it. So just like with the mail app in iPhone, you can do this with Outlook on really any device. It could be on an Apple device or a Windows device or whatever else you might be using on Outlook. You can add different email accounts to it. So I tend to add my work email because it tends to be an Outlook, uh, but also my personal one. And I really like it just because the way you can drag and drop emails into different folders is really simple and succinct. I would recommend that to anyone. Uh, it's not to say that the Gmail app isn't, it's not that it's bad by any means, but it feels clunky. If I feel like I'm trying to be fast and efficient, um, the Outlook app is just the way to go. Uh, and if you do have like another mail client, uh, I would find it highly unlikely that you can't add Gmail to it. Typically, it's one of the most default ones. However, if you are having issues, there are some settings um, that you can peruse to maybe enable it if it is already disabled. So dumb question for you. Those The, the updates that you mentioned to Gmail, where you can kind of uh, move the three panes into one or the three tabs, and then also where you can have like the reading pane that's kind of like an email preview... The, those are very new updates. Do I have to do anything to, to have the most up-to-date Gmail? Do I have to update my Chrome? How does that work? So, Gary, that, that's a good question. Um, the pri So, the first thing that Nof has talked about where you agree where you don't want to have, like, the social and the promotions tab, I don't think that's new necessarily, but... Uh, it's it's just within the settings and you can disable like, uh, you know, do I want the promotions tab? Do I want the social tab? There's like other ones you can even enable too, which are off by default. So you'll see all that in the settings. But for your other question with the reading pane, that's like a newer update. Uh, because Gmail, especially if you're using it on your computer, laptop, desktop, when you do that, because it's a website, uh, it's updated automatically in almost all cases when they push an update. Uh, there may be some cases where some users get it sooner than later or vice versa, or maybe, you know, Gmail's cached with an old version. There, like specific things that can happen, sure. But when an update's pushed to a website, usually all users will get that. Where it's different is, let's say, the Gmail app. Let's say you're not, you don't have your app set to automatically update. Gmail pushes out something for their mobile app. If you don't have the, the app updated, you're not going to get that update. So that's where the differentiation is there. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So an, another thing that I I think Nafis, uh, I, I think of you sometimes when we're talking about this, because I, I think we both uh, like to share uh, when there's specific people that we know that we mute, uh, whether it's on Instagram, maybe we mute text messages, <laughs> things of that nature. Not, not going to call out any names. Uh, you know, we certainly you know never mute anyone, you know, but... But you could do that in Gmail too, which I'll, I actually didn't know until today. I'll stop for a second. I don't know if we've really discussed this in depth before, but if you don't realize you can mute people on uh, Instagram, 
It oh, it's is, great. It is the greatest. It is very, I think, mentally healthy for most people. You can mute either just stories or you can mute the post uh, in entirety or both. Please have a delight with that. It is the greatest feature. Yeah. And, and the best thing about it is unplugged. it's not like you're 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 not unfollowing the person. You're not doing anything that visually is apparent to the person that you don't want to see their content anymore. You just don't see their content. So muting, I, I think a lot of people probably know about it now. And the reason why I say it is my dad who's older, although tech savvy for his age, he mutes people on Facebook too. And his Facebook isn't popping. I like, I mean, he's got friends on Facebook. He <laughs> looks at, it, he's following stuff, but even can't be bothered. Yeah. He's just, there's some things you just can't be bothered. If he's like, Oh yeah, I mute that all the time. So I, I think Facebook and Instagram specifically do a good job of this, but if you want to do something similar in Gmail and where I see the use case for this would be Let's say there's like an email thread and a bunch of people are emailing back. A bunch of people are copied. They're just going, maybe it's like a congratulations email or an announcement. Who knows, right? It's in Gmail. And you just continue to get countless amounts of email updates here. So just like a group text you get added to, right-click on the email, look at the options for the email. You'll see a bunch of different things. One of them will be mute. So you can go ahead and mute it. uh, And then you won't get those updates anymore. So definitely... uh, I, I definitely use it more on Instagram. I haven't had a use case in Gmail yet, but I thought it was really cool to know that you can do that if you have like a very uh, lively email thread that you've become a part of and you just don't want those notifications anymore. Uh, that That's really interesting. Um, I don't really have a use case for that in Gmail. I'm not really having like, I'm never in threads that are popping off that might happen maybe in work-related emails. But honestly, for that, I've already have like conditions that sort things with rules. Speaking of... I may need help on that, actually. Really? Oh, we got you. Yeah. Uh, Gary, that's my favorite thing to do in in emails. (laughs) You know, speaking of just general email management, I subscribe to what's called Inbox Zero, which means you're trying to really clear your inbox out and not have any emails. Um, That means I'm either archiving emails that aren't useful or I'm organizing emails into a folder or subfolders that they're relevant to. So with Gmail, what's really helped me a lot is creating labels. Uh, that's the term that they use. Main labels that I have um, are financial, ones for not to be technical, ones for just like health-related stuff, maybe doctor's appointments, dental appointments, whatever. And then um, the other one is like newsletters. So uh, information that I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gary, that was completely <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> no, no, no. The office is looking absolutely vibrant on the video chat right now. And there was a screenshot shared of him in our group text. And I just uh, plopped that bad boy up on the screen. So for our listeners at home, uh, while we've been recording this podcast, my internet cut out in the area. So I had to drive actually over to Charlie's house to continue the rest of the podcast, (laughs) uh, which I might say the lighting here is magnificent. I look sexy as hell. We may drop this. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, leave yeah, a link yeah. in the yeah. We'll leave a link in the description. Um, back <laughs> to Gary, you management. love saying that now. Now that I've started adding, we're gonna leave a link of. Oh yeah, it's your OnlyFans or your Patreon, right? Where you have those. Oh new... yeah, the the Patreon. Lots yeah, of that's right. yeah. yeah, we might yeah. drop a link to some uh, yeah. sample nudes. No, but 
So, Davis, what you were actually so what you were talking about with the the full, the labels in the organization inbox zero. Uh, if you don't know what inbox zero is, Nafis had a nice explanation there, but where you're sorting everything out when you organize things, when you things are tidy, whether it's in your house, your personal life, things, whatever it may be, your emails like that too. It's like if you have a bunch of emails cluttered, unread, you know, there's a lot of things that you know when you're something's messy, it can frustrate you. So the way that you do folders, I do this with my work email and Outlook. Uh, Gmail has all the capabilities as well. You can set rules. You can send emails uh, automatically to different folders. So that's something I highly recommend. If you have any interest in that at all, if you feel like you have a cluttered email, it's easier than you think to automate the process. There's a lot of guides out there for how to get to Inbox Zero for Gmail, for Outlook, et cetera. Definitely look that up, look into it. If you're interested, if you feel like your email's gone out of control, it can be fixed easier than you think. Uh, but Office, I think one feature I can see you using a lot, because I know you archive emails a lot when it comes to work. I don't know if you do it in Gmail, but you can actually have a setting enabled to send an archive when you're replying to an email. Oh my so, God, I love that. Yeah, so you enable show send an archive button like in the general settings. And then anytime you're replying to an email, you have an option to go ahead and uh, just click that. And then the whole thread will be archived afterwards. So I don't archive emails myself. Usually I, I could see you using that a lot. I'm finding myself archive less and less these days. I'm, I'm usually creating new buckets to like put information so I can refer to it in, in the future. But I do love this. Um, so it, it's not an automatic feature, right? It's more of like you have to choose to click on it um, to archive and send at the same time, right? Yeah, it's more like you enable the feature uh, to like, you're, so the button's not there by default to okay. reply and archive an email, but you can enable that in the settings. So I uh, love that, is, that it's still yeah. a separate button. It's not just going to start archiving yeah, exactly. everything you reply oh, to. Oh, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, everything you reply to gets archived. You're like, where the hell are my emails? Yeah, that would be the worst. Well, I think so to round out some of the other things we think that some people might not know about here, uh, I think we have two more we want to share. This one I think is interesting. Uh, it's called confidential mode. And this kind of reminds me of, you know, more of like a, a, a not like the way that it's described is like a self-destructing email where it'll let you compose an email that will automatically be delete, deleted later on. So you send this email and you can say, in the way that you do this is when you actually have the email open, you're composing the email. On the bottom, you'll see the send now button. You'll see all the other things like to have an attachment, an emoji, Google Drive, things of that nature. You should see a little lock with a little clock over it. And that's confidential mode. So you click that and you say, hey, I want this. I don't want my recipients of this email to have the option to forward, copy, print, or download this email at this date. Uh, so you can you can have the email expire in a week, in a day. Uh, you could go to the next level and even require a passcode uh, for the person uh, in order for it not to self-destruct. There, there's a lot of features here. So, I mean, I'm not sending emails that I don't want people to read uh, or that I'm really like, you know, are very sensitive, especially in Gmail. But maybe if you're sending things that are extremely sensitive, maybe you have you know, data related to your company, your finances. I could see this being a thing, uh, you know, but I'm sure there's other use cases I just can't think of that some people might do that maybe might be a little sketchier. 
But I had no idea there was anything like this, like a self-destructing email confidential mode. I like this. I, I mean, I, again, I can't think of like anything that I, I'm just going to end up using this for you guys as a joke at some point. The only time I can see this being somewhat useful is like if you are sending someone like either credentials for a website, uh, both business or like in your personal life, like, hey, here are the credentials for this and you don't want this to like stay within your Gmail or whatever, um, then it'll get removed or maybe like uh, financial information. Maybe you have to purchase something with a credit card. So you're borrowing it from a family member or again, something like, you know, at work. Uh, again, not super secure, but I don't know. So this would, so the emails would literally get deleted out of your sent box and, and the recipient's inbox, or it's just they can't edit it or forward it, like you said. Like, or is it so, maybe a setting, yeah, either or? Yeah, so I believe the way that the setting is described in Gmail is it's more on the recipient's end, that this becomes a confidential email that will expire at uh, at, on XYZ date. Got it. And because it's a confidential email, they also cannot forward or, or do whatever. Interesting. So, wasn't there, I, I, I don't. Wasn't there something similar to this on Twitter? Or, or is there something similar to this on Twitter where after a certain point, you can have a setting that deletes your tweets? Like, I want to delete my tweets that are over like a year old or something like that. I thought I've seen that before. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm not. It might be like uh, a third party thing that might not be a setting within yeah. Twitter, but. But I, I mean, there's a, I, I mean, like in iOS, for example, you can delete texts that are older than like 30 days. Like, I, I think a lot of platforms are, are doing this right. type of thing where like they give you a timeline when you want things to delete automatically. Uh, so you have like recent stuff. But yeah, for Twitter, I'm not sure. It, it could be. But um, I think the last, the last one here, which I think is a really interesting one. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. It, it's, it's very specific in the use case, but Gary, what if I told you that it doesn't matter if you put periods in your email address for Gmail? Like, let's say like you sign up for an email or, or for an account somewhere, or you give someone your email, and let's say your email is Gary Podcast, and then... Oh, no, you just gave out my email. I know. it's. I'm sorry for that. But you could also <laughs> give someone Gary.podcast, and you're like, well, you know what? That doesn't make sense. That's not my email. I signed up as Gary Podcast. That's where you're wrong. The period doesn't mean anything. What? The period. The I'm period, in fucking shambles right now. But there's there's yeah, people the period, out there who have periods in their emails and yeah, and, and ones who don't. Are they nothing? are they just gonna meld together? Like, is the person without the periods gonna get all the yeah, periods? So the periods don't now? mean anything. That's always been the case. I, so I, if, are you sure about that? I, I am sure about that. So no so one if, ever. So so think about this. So no one ever gives you an email that's one word with a period at the end, right? The period is always breaking up something in the email. Correct. And that's why it doesn't matter. The period is only breaking up words in the email and making it easier for someone to read. So you can, wait, we wait, can wait, test I, this I'm, right I'm now. I think I'm misunderstanding what you're saying. I thought you were talking about the email address. I am talking about the okay. email address. Yeah, yeah, you're so, not lost like if my, So if my, na- if my email is Gary.man, right? Yes. And then there's another email that's just Gary Mann, right? Now, what you're saying is now all the emails are going to go to the one without the period in, in between. They're, they're going to all go to the same email. The periods never meant anything. So, so, if, so if I sign up as just Gary Mann and then somebody else tries to sign up as Gary Dot Man, it's going to be like, no, this is taken. Correct. Wow. So I just sent it. This is blowing this is- my mind right now. <laughs> 
So I just sent an email to what I know is your correct email in Gmail, and I put two periods in it that are not there. Holy shit, I got the email. <laughs> he, tells, he told me to get fucked. <laughs> that is exactly what oh the email God. said. Can you confirm that there it are two periods that are not yeah, in the email Yeah, and actually address? what's funny is it says, it says right my now. email with the dots in between, and then it says in parentheses, yes, this is you. Learn more. And told you. <laughs> told you. Wow. This is like turning my world upside down right now. I don't even know what to say. Don't matter. So and this has always been the case. It's always been the case every time. So you can sign in. If you have an email address and you have always had a period there, even when you registered your Gmail account. What if you have multiple periods? What if it's like an ellipse? Multiple periods, same thing. Maybe there's an error when you try to register a Gmail account. It's like, oh, like you can't have that. I I don't know. (laughs) But like the periods don't mean anything. Periods don't mean shit in email addresses, at least for Gmail. Uh, They do not. It makes it a lot easier too because – a lot of people might have their first and last name, right? So I use, I give a period when I give my email all the time because if I don't, it might not break up my name as easily. It just visually looks better. So and even when I sign up for accounts on everything, I still put the period in even though yeah, I Yeah, I was going to say your, your actual yeah. email does have a period in it for Gmail. It does. Yeah. But if you sent it to that same email With- without the period, I would get it. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's so, a, oh my okay. God, I, I I just logged into one of my other emails that has a period in it usually, and I just logged <laughs> in without the period. This is this is fucking nuts. Uh, and if you could see Novice's face right now, like he he genuinely has this look of just like I am shocked. Like what is going on? I can't believe this is a thing. Yeah. So. So it's interesting in the <laughs> in how that works in the functionality, right? But here's where it gets a little bit more usable, right? Oh, I just got a new email from Gary Mann. Um, let me go ahead and check that. Uh, he said pwned to me. Um, and he sent it to my email address, which is known to have a period, but without the period. And I still received it. So, so let me, let me, uh, let's get to the use case of this. How, do, how is this useful? Yeah. Well, the period part of it, I think, is just knowledge, right? It's like, okay, now you know that you can do this. Like, if you if you don't want to put the period anymore and you thought you needed that to register the email, you don't need to. I can't wait to tell people this. You can add it. And you can just flex on your friends that you, the period doesn't matter. Like, I'm why do you even have the period there? Everyone. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're you're going to impress so many people. It, it's insane. It's the new pickup line. But the use... <laughs> the other thing you could do outside of periods, this works very similar with plus signs. So you never see an email address with a plus sign. Like no one's put in plus signs in email addresses. But Gary, for, let's just say for the same example we did before. If you were to sign up or give someone an email or sign up for a service and your email is garypodcast at gmail.com. And let's say you sign up for something like mint.com, like the financial service. And you want to see, okay, like how many... What emails am I going to be getting from Mint? And are they selling my email to someone else and they're going to start sell- sending me emails, right? Which happens with a lot of services. So if you really want to do this or if you want to organize your emails differently, you can register on Mint.com and you can put Gary Podcast plus Mint at gmail.com. And essentially everything, including the plus and anything after that doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter to Gmail. You're still going to get this to the Gary Podcast Gmail, the, your actual account. Doesn't matter at all. But where it does matter is you have your own account in Mint. 
It's specific there. It'll get sorted in your email. And it's also a life hack if you want to have multiple accounts on one platform without having multiple emails. This is wild. So you can go... So you can, and, and there, I will say there are some websites and platforms that have logic built in to know the plus sign trick. Like this isn't, well, a lot of people don't know about this. Like it's not unheard of. So if you want to make multiple accounts on something, you can do that. But a lot of people leverage this to make email rules. So to like, Hey, all emails that come in right, to Gary right. podcast plus mint, I'm going to just sort that to my mint folder because maybe they have different. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's. It's if you really do it for every website, like you'll have a lot of insight that you wouldn't have. Of course, that takes some time, some planning, but I like the use case more so. Like if you want to see if something's spammy or something like that, and then you can just kind of end that there, or you block emails that have that. Uh, but also signing up for multiple accounts on one platform is pretty cool. So you didn't know that either, Office? No, you really blew my mind there. Like I, I thought the the period thing was already a lot, but the plus sign, uh, you really saved the best <laughs> for last here. Um, I sure did. I, I was not prepared for this. Uh, I'm in shambles. Well, are you, are you well enough? Are you healthy enough to get us to the outro at office? Uh, I think I can collect myself. He sure looks healthy. He, my man, he is does look healthy. Glowing. He's been working out legs. He's crushing. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. Uh, how's my skin look? Your skin looks um, absolutely stunning. Beautiful, moisturized. You're yeah, really I'm fishing sure. for compliments over I there, aren't you? I'm fishing for. He knows it looks. Great. I'm fishing for a goddamn outro. Dude. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> on the same line of fishing for uh, words of affirmation, as usual, please reach out to us on Apple reviews for podcast reviews on not to be technical. Uh, we want to shout out a lot of people who've actually given us reviews. Uh, we really appreciate it. It does help get our name out it there. It does. Um, and then additionally, as usual, uh, continue to engage with us on Instagram at not to be technical. Uh, and then as well as at not to be tech on Twitter, uh, which is new uh, development. Charlie's really pushing on that front. So feel free to reach out to us on all of these areas and stay tuned for episode number 12 yeah. next week.